Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is John McCormick, who's been covering the presidential race, in particular in Iowa, and in particular, Donald Trump, who, John, as you know, had a major uh, veterans uh, fundraiser opposite the Republican debate. He says he couldn't possibly hang out with those losers. He had to raise money for vets. But you found out some interesting things about Donald Trump and his giving to veterans in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, this fundraiser the other night, a lot of people saw it as a way for Trump to sort of uh, run out the clock, avoid a tough debate, potential for him to lose his lead in Iowa, um, you know, portraying himself as a friend of the veterans. But in reality, you know, he hasn't given much money at all to veterans over the years. Uh, I went back and looked at some of his uh, tax records. Actually, another writer at Forbes had already pointed out that Trump had only given about $10,000 a year to veterans groups between 2009 and 2013. Um, and so that's really nothing for a guy who has a $4.4 billion net worth. Uh, he's actually given more money to the Clinton Foundation since 2009 than he has uh, to veterans groups. So. So that doesn't look too good, you know, when you've given more money to Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton than you have to the vets. Yeah, that's something that you pointed out in your Weekly Standard piece, which is excellent, by the way, that he'd been, you know, that the disparity of the giving doesn't show a lot of interest in the veterans in the past. Uh, but also, it was a strange setup when you gave money Thursday night to his event. It actually went directly to the Donald Trump Foundation. It didn't go to Veterans Group or, you know, or Fisher House or the other uh, reputable groups. It went to Donald Trump. Yeah, well, it was kind of a slapdash uh, operation that was put together at the last minute. So I think they have said since that time that now they're now they're saying that it's going to go to a few specific uh, charities. But at the time, they really didn't. You know, they were sending all this money to a charity that had not given much money to veterans. That had given you know they'd given a million dollars to uh, professional wrestling as a as a donation. They had given uh, you know Donald Trump, who says he's pro life, and since sometime you know not not in just last few years, uh, you know, gave money to uh, Susan G. Komen, which is a, a charity that does some good work, but they also fund Planned Parenthood, uh, created a lot of controversy in 2012 uh, when they uh, over that issue. Yeah. And that was the same year that Trump gave $57,000, which is more than he gave to veterans over the course of five years. So he gave more money in one year to the Komen Fund than he did to all veterans groups in five years. Exactly. Well, that's the foundation. And here's the thing. I, I reached out to the Trump campaign and just said, hey, is there any other money that isn't being counted here? And Trump spokesman Hope Hicks said that Trump had given, quote, significant financial and in-kind contributions personally and outside the foundation. And I said, OK, well, can you give us a ballpark estimate? She didn't reply. So, you know, maybe he did. Maybe once his tax returns are out, we'll find out that he's been giving millions and millions uh, on his personal tax return. But you would think if that were true, he would have told somebody by now. And, and if there were anyone snarky out there, like a certain person hosting a podcast, they might point out that it was particularly ironic to see Donald Trump relying on veteran support for his political campaign when uh, during his time during the Vietnam War and the draft, he was a guy who took a lot of deferments. In fact, some people used to use the phrase draft dodger to describe what Trump did. Well, right. I mean, Trump has tried to uh, say that he wasn't drafted because he had a high lottery number. That was true later. But he actually got a medical deferment in a year where there wasn't even the lottery. It was just, you graduated from college, uh, you're going to get drafted. This happened to my father, uh, who got out of college in 68, I believe, knew he was going to get drafted despite his flat feet and bad eyes, and uh, ended up uh, you know, becoming an officer in the Marines and served in Vietnam. Uh, Trump got a medical deferment for bone spurs, he says, even though uh, that didn't 
prevent him from apparently having any problem playing sports in college. And his doctor says he's been ridiculously healthy, one of the healthiest men in all of civilization, uh, you know, since then. So quite miraculous that those oh, bone come on, to come on, show now, up, John. Uh, right Let's not be judgment. How many of us haven't gone down during our college days to a trip to Tijuana and come back with a bad case of bone spurs? It's been known to happen, you know. Anything's possible. <laughs> so, where do you think the uh, this takes us with the Trump campaign? Do you think that he gained by avoiding the debate, like you said, dodging tough questions, uh, or do you think that it hurts him because it looks either exploitive of veterans or just because it looks flaky to not show up for a presidential debate in Iowa on the eve of the caucus? You know, that's that's a great question. I really don't know. You know, the conventional wisdom right now uh, seems to suggest that uh, Trump was brilliant, that by dodging this debate, he missed tough questions. And I could see that. You know, I think that really the last it was the first time that Cruz made a foray into criticizing Trump. And this time, he, Cruz would have been loaded for bear. The fact that Trump wasn't there, you know, you had one Cruz sort of, uh, you know, you know, brush back against Donald Trump, didn't really, you know, prosecute the case against him. I thought there were some real opportunities for Cruz, you know, especially when and healthcare was brought up, to, you know, to have a two or three sentence uh, reminder to everyone that, hey, this guy supports Canadian style socialist healthcare, death panels and the whole and, and the whole, uh, you know, th- the whole deal. So I think that was that was probably good for Trump. On the other hand, you know, it does seem kind of flaky for undecided voters to think that, you know, is this guy serious? I talked to one voter actually yesterday by chance before the debate. Uh, he ended up at a Trump rally. He waited outside for an hour in 14 degree weather just to see Trump. Wow. When he left, he told me it was he was 50-50 between Cruz and Trump still. And I, I followed up with the minister and said, hey, have you, have you made a decision yet? And he says, yeah, I'm 100% for Cruz. Trump's interesting. I like that he's shaking things up, but he's just not presidential. And, you know, it wasn't just this uh, debate gambit that that turned him off. It was the, it was the whole, you know, the whole package, I think. But, um, you know, I just don't know. Um, this The caucuses are going to rely on a very small number of people. You know, there are 2.4 million eligible voters in Iowa. Last time around, 120,000 voted. People are saying it would be huge if 170,000 or 200,000 people showed up. So, you know, the, the, the question comes down to, can Trump, you know, get out an extra 30,000 uh, Ross Perot, right. Pat Buchanan type voters? And We'll find out on Monday. Yeah, to me, the you wonder if the people of Iowa aren't worried about their reputation. They already are struggling, you know, given the uh, choices they've made in previous caucuses for the Republicans that ended up being utterly meaningless in the broader race. And then you have this kind of uh, you know media barker show that shows up in Iowa, and they seem to be dazzled by it. You wonder if they aren't maybe kind of. It's like on the eve before a big test, you know, they're knuckling down and doing some studying and soul searching. And then at that moment that they're really trying to focus on, okay, 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 I have to be serious now. What does Donald Trump do? He pulls a stunt with lots of whining about Fox News and allegations of, you know, uh, I was apologized to, which apparently he wasn't. And then he tried to shake Fox down for $5 million for his foundation. I just, if, if you're thinking serious, I think Trump missed an opportunity to look serious and look presidential at that debate. I think that's true, and particularly for the regular Republican voters. But the question is, you know, how many of these people who haven't voted, uh, not only in the caucuses in the past, but not even in the general election in 2000 or 2012? I met, you know, a couple guys who who were like that, who had hadn't even voted, uh, you know, for McCain or Romney. But th- this was their third Donald Trump event. They're getting Donald Trump emails every day. They are ready and raring to go on Monday night. Um, and and so I don't know. You know, people are saying Cruz is a much better ground game. That's certainly true. 
true. He's got contacts on the ground. But you know, I wonder in the in the age where a lot of people have smartphones, it's not that hard to Google. You know, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump. Where do I caucus? <laughs> and you know, two, twenty thousand people out of you know a state where there are two point four million. That's uh, that's what one percent of the eligible voters. That's all. That's all you need to do. One percent of the eligible voters, and uh, you know, in addition to your 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 base, uh, any win. So you're absolutely right, and it's also uh, convenient that he uh, those guys who haven't voted in previous primaries have something in common with Donald Trump, who also hasn't bothered voting in previous primaries. John McCormick, thanks so much for updating us on the story. We appreciate your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.